It's the True Achievements Podcast, Quantum Break Special. Is it already time to crown 2016's Game of the Year? Holding out for 21 heroes, can Overwatch be Blizzard's next big thing? Turning the cog, Gears of War 4 release date announced. Fanboy Wars incoming, cross-network play teased by Microsoft. And Ultimate head-to-head. Is this the best event we've ever run? All this and more on your milestone smashing, control alt deleting, safe foul losing, True Achievements Podcast. Hello and welcome to the True Achievements Podcast for April. I am your host, Rich, and with me I have the usual suspects. It is Dave and Jack. Hi guys. Hey. Hello. How are we doing? All good. All good. So, first of all, a minor apology. Um, we got back into the habit of recording every two weeks and I think we managed to. <laughs> to <laughs> um, but I think there was a slight uh, quantum break style time shift uh, <laughs> quite appropriately, because I think we've all been playing it this week, um, and we've actually ended up four weeks uh, beyond where we thought we would be. So, apologies if you've missed us, uh, but we are back, and we've got loads to talk about. It's been a busy time for us. Um, so let's jump straight into it with what we've been playing. And um, Jack and I were fortunate enough to get down to an event on Tuesday this week, um, the first console play of Overwatch. Uh, which neither of us knew a great deal about. I'd seen a couple of trailers, but I didn't know much about the gameplay or the backstory of the characters or anything like that. So, Jack, how did you how did you find Overwatch? Tell us about the experience. Well, I was, as you said, didn't know too much about it, but pleasantly surprised. I think it was a game that wasn't on my radar at all, um, but I'm probably going to end up picking up now. It's a little bit different. It's kind of Titanfall-esque in regards to it's just a multiplayer game. Uh, you've got different heroes to choose from, different abilities, and it's almost like TF2's made a hop to the console. Uh, it's what <laughs> it kind of feels like TF2 anyway, um, a little bit. But yeah, I agree. It's like a TF2 mm-hmm. with expanded teams and a lot more, a lot more characters to choose from. So obviously TF2 is limited by its four four characters but obviously in Overwatch we have teams of six and you can choose between um, 21 heroes 21 different heroes heroes. yeah so 21 different heroes four different yeah and they're all they're all quite different aren't they yeah yeah well very different you've got four different classes you've got your offense defense tank and support so your tanks obviously got loads of health your support characters medics so you can heal other people um, yeah. yeah, and buff buff attacks and mm-hmm. group attack. Yep. Then your offense is kind of your run and gun class and your defense is like sniper rifles, you look back a little bit and it's kind of almost supporting the offense teams. And there's three different game modes. There's assault, which is where you've both got to get to the same point, I think it was, and you've got a counter that goes from 0 to 100% and it's whoever captures it first wins. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the control point mode, oh, which yeah. is multiple points on the map. You've got to capture one, and then you kind of progress to the next one after you've captured that. And then there was the es- escort mode, where there's a movable payload. payload. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one team is is charged with moving it from one side of the map to the other on a fixed. It's on a fixed track, and the way you move it is just to stand near it. But um, so they're the three game modes. Now that was the only thing for me the only downside of the game and we played it for probably an hour and a half um, mm-hmm. it feels still felt like we, we hadn't really got properly in depth like I didn't really feel like I was completely co- comfortable with all the controls and the various weapons um, but the, that is pretty much it for the game there are 12 maps uh, and there are I think you can only play one game mode on each map so I think um, the maps, are, some of the maps are limited to certain game modes, but there are a couple of hybrid maps where you can play two. Yeah, three hybrid maps, and then the other three are mm-hmm. all 
um, limited to one one game type. So yeah. there's not that much content there. The, ma- the main content you'd say would be the different heroes. Yeah. Uh, We've got your different heroes, and then there's a little bit of customization because they've got some skins on top of it, so you can kind of make them your own. And I presume they're going to be releasing more of those down the line. Yeah. Um, and the, the interesting stuff was really how your team um, works as a team. So it's it's a very communication based thing because you need you need a good breakdown of different classes in the team. So you need someone up front taking damage with a shield, and everyone else can pile in behind them and. Mm-hmm. And take cover. The interesting stuff was that you are allowed to have the same person on the same uh, hero multiple times on the same team. There's no restriction on that. And also, you can change your hero when you die. So if th- they sold it to us in the in the way that, um, that depending on how the game was progressing, it might be more beneficial for you to be a different class towards the end of the round than it would mm-hmm. have been at the beginning. So you have the opportunity to do that. And they told us that before we actually started playing the game. So I was like, oh, expecting the rounds to be dramatically different <laughs> at the beginning to the end. But really, it was sort of the same thing. I couldn't really see why, unless all your other teammates had switched to something else, why it would be massively beneficial for you to change. I think it's almost dependent on the map, because there are a couple of maps we've played with some choke points. Mm-hmm. And I know we were getting pretty much owned by some people with sentry guns. Yeah, that's true. Whereas when it flipped sides and we were the people trying to attack and progress forward, or trying to defend, sorry, um, it ended up us not using sentry guns and just them owning us again mm. in the other direction. <laughs> but a lot of owning going on. Yeah. Anyway, we, we enjoyed what we played. There is a video up on the site. There is a video up on our YouTube channel. In fact, there's... Uh, highlights video and then there's the full length rounds that we recorded uh, which we then made the highlights from so if you're interested in this game check out our YouTube channel and check out the story on the site um, to see what you think of it but we we certainly had some fun so Dave uh, you've been playing The Division for review yeah so uh, we, we touched on it last time didn't we in the last podcast it we was, just started it, was it yeah. Division special um, so yeah I've Played through it, we finished all the main story. Myself and Jack played through pretty much together with a couple of his mates. Um, loved it, I really enjoyed it. I think everything, do you know, you were saying last time about the um, controls didn't feel particularly yeah, intuitive. They felt like when I pick up a PS4. Yeah, well, I, I was, I, I felt a little bit like I wasn't thinking had it as bad as you, but it was a bit like that. But I found after a while it seemed to be just second nature, really easy. Okay. And you got over the BB. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it worked because you know when you like in um like you're playing say gears and you have to you hold A to run into cover, so you have to snap into the cover run. and then jump over it. Yeah. Today. With the B, you could just run at it and then jump straight over things. So it seemed to work a bit better for me that doing that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, finished the game and then we just sort of like went on the the loot grind that is kind of addictive. You just you get to replay the missions you've already done on harder difficulties. Uh, right. Okay. Some of them appear as daily challenges, so you can go back through them again. And you pretty much, as you go through, you you might get one item that's better than something you've already got at the end of it. But um, like some of the things you can increase, like we got, um, there was a gun on sale one day, I think, and we all bought it. And then we went back through some of the missions on hard, and we were just plowing through enemies that before were a struggle. So if you if you want to be right, in the okay. long haul then it's worth it. You do see, you do definitely pick up gear that makes you a lot more powerful. Okay. Um, what level are you on now? Well, uh, and top level is 30, so you, we hit level 30. And that, that kind of... Co- the last mission... Each mission's got like a recommended... You know, yeah, I remember, yeah. So uh, we, we were doing it because we were... Although we were all kind of doing the same missions, we were quite spread out, probably about five ranks between the four of us who were playing it. So... But towards the end, we kind of evened out and it got to level 30 pretty much hard together. And then, But there's a separate rank in the dark zone that you work on. So, I don't even... It's pretty weird because you've got... Set, it's like there's a whole different currency, a whole different everything in the dark zone. It's like a completely separate bit. Right, okay. But yeah, so we were going through doing the dark zone. But there's like... In the dark, dark zone, there was like a little route that we were taking, just going through, clearing up enemies, emptying a chest. Going around, just kept going around to get like a better set of knee pads or, <laughs> or something like that. 
pair of socks. But it's so it is really well done. The dark zone, the the, the the like the um, how intense it is when you try to extract gear from the, the from the dark zone is something that I don't think I've ever kind of experienced in a game before. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So I never got, I never actually got to that point in the game, the dark zone. So I need to go back and do that. So Jack, you finished it as well. Yeah. So we've uh, both finished, obviously, and. Um, I was just going to chip in before and say that uh, while we're kind of going around and collecting different items and weapons in the dark zone, we've almost hit the point where the crafting system's coming into its own. So we totally ignored that. Yeah, we thought it was useless, wasn't it? Mm. So you could basically craft something that was worse than something you'd already got. But we've kind of hit the point where it's actually useful and you can get items that are yeah. better. So Cool. So do you think you'll carry on playing it? Uh, yeah, definitely. If, um, it depends how much they support it with, you know, like some updates and DLC and things like sure. that. Because there's only so much you can grind just to be mm-hmm. rinsing the enemies easier. But I know there's a free update coming this week oh, okay. that adds something called incursions. Um, so that'll be worth playing through. I think they're supposed to be pretty much brutally hard, them. So that'll be interesting to see how that is. They're adding the ability to trade equipment between players as well, which is yes. going to be a really big thing. Okay. So at the minute, it's just, as you say, everything's a bit randomised and everyone gets different drops. So if I kill an enemy and we both see an item there, you'll have something entirely different to me. Right. But with the ability to kind of trade between players, I think it's going to, it should get a lot better. Um, and hopefully they'll have the ability to drop items just on the floor as a public drop in the dark zone as well, rather than destroying it or deconstructing it. So that could add a whole new aspect as well if you see somebody that does have something kind of holding them up and taking their items or rather than just killing them. <laughs> be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> nah, just kill them. Awesome. Kill them. <laughs> so there were two big releases this week. Uh, the first was Dirt Rally, which we've spoken about previously, and the other one, which my Twitter has been going generally crazy for over the last week or so, uh, is Quantum Break. Um, Jack and I have both been playing it. I've just finished the story. Um, So, for those who don't know, the premise of the game is that you are Jack Joyce. Uh, Your brother is a scientist and has been working on a time machine uh, alongside a guy called Paul, who is Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Um, Naturally, something goes wrong with the experiment, otherwise there wouldn't be much of a game. And because it's a time machine, it allows Remedy to create a load of fantastic time-related gameplay mechanics, most of which feel pretty unique to this this game. I'm sure many of them have been done in slightly different ways in other games, but for me it felt like a relatively unique experience. I don't know if you felt the same, Jack. It felt like a bit of a step-on from Max Payne, obviously in that you had the bullet dodge and this takes the time mechanics one step further with all of the abilities you've got access to yeah so let's talk about the various abilities Um, you have probably the most common one which is used in lots of games is time vision which is um, you press the Y button and uh, the whole sort of room goes dark and you have an overlay of any um, items or enemies that are that are maybe not visible to you but within the vicinity um, this is used obviously in things like Batman uh, for the detective mode and numerous, numerous other games. It was quite similar to the Eagle Vision mode in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this this mechanic has been done to death. Um, not quite sure why it's time related, <laughs> but um, it works really well. And um, the only thing I've found, um, so we'll come on to it. Actually, we'll talk about that in a second. And um, the other, the other powers, the one I like the most and use the most is the time dodge which allows you to move incredibly quickly between enemies. So um, one moment you can be directly in front of them just as they're about to unload their machine gun into your face. Uh, quick tap of the left shoulder button and you're behind them. Um, and you can upgrade that later to include a, um, a sort of slow down bullet time mechanic at the end of that. So you dodge around them 
then as you spin around the sort of time slows down and you can you can let loose a whole round into their the back of their head before they've got any idea what's going on that's really neat there's an ability you get a little bit later on which rather than a dodge it's more of a run and it slows down time around you as you're holding the uh, bumper down did you find yourself using that more later on yeah so that's once it's been upgraded a bit hasn't it um yeah i i use both a lot i mean you have to use the running away one at certain points in the game further on and we're going to try and avoid any spoilers in this so we're going to talk quite vaguely so hopefully we won't spoil anything for you um but yeah you there are definitely instances where you you just have to keep on running to to get yourself out of trouble but i found quite often if there was um a room full of enemies then just lots of short sharp left taps get behind one unload get behind another and obviously um as you use your powers they um the the sort they have a, each one has its own individual power bar so as you as you use the power that will tick down you need to then wait until it comes back to 100% before you can then use it again other powers are the time shield um which just creates a big shield in front of you um which prevents bullets and stuff like that from from hitting you and grenades etc um then there's time stop which you can fire at a particular point and will do exactly what it says it will stop time in there so if there's a guy that's firing a machine gun at you or whatever you you throw a time stop at him and all, all the bullets will just stop you can also unload your clip into the time stop wall and they will stack up so when that when that time stop runs out which lasts for a few seconds all the bullets that you fired into that will then all at once hit the enemy um, which can be obviously pretty devastating for them and there are there are, there are good um, variety of powers there and I found myself because of the nature of the way that each one has its own power bar uh, you have to use a, a lot of them all the time because one will be unusable for 30 seconds when, when, once you've used it so you have to mix them up and that, and that mechanic worked quite well for me the thing I did find troublesome <laughs> was the there's an upgrade mechanic and um, the way you upgrade is you find Kronos um, what are they called? Cronin sources Cronin sources, there you go um, now these are not visible to the naked eye they are mm-hmm. you have to use the eagle vision yeah, only visible when you're using your time vision power and they're not actually visible all you get is a tiny little white indicator on a little uh, like a, almost like a radar in the centre of your eagle vision um, and that gives you a vague direction but that doesn't actually last very long that that icon and it gives you no concept of verticality so I found myself quite often being stuck in an area and the game's relatively linear although you know it feels quite quite large at times there is a lot of time where you'll be going through a building and you, as you go through a door that will effectively close off that previous section to you and you can't move on to the next section until you've done something in that next room um, there will be times when you'll press your eagle vision you will see it, that there is a, a, a source chronos source ne- nearby you um, and you'll wander around trying to find it and some of the platforming is a bit vague it's not very well signposted i found quite a lot of the time i wasn't sure if i could get onto various objects or um or there was there was times when i was just completely lost in an area and it was like very vaguely signposted that you actually had to do some platforming to get out of it i think one of the most difficult parts about the platforming sections was actually judging the distance your character could jump so yeah I hit some gaps and i thought i'm never going to be able to make it over there and tapped the A button and you seem to fly to the other side. Yeah, I, I think the platforming was a bit vague, but quite oftentimes I found myself in a room and I could see that there was a a source nearby somewhere and I'd move to the corner so that I, I could actually see that I, it was supposed to be where I was. But there was no... I couldn't actually find it. So it was only later on that I realised that I'd gone up sort of two floors um, and that and the source was actually up there, but you wouldn't. You, there was no way to tell that it wasn't available directly where you were. Um, so that was one issue. The other issue was that mechanic was explained to us so briefly in the first act that I didn't realise until Act Three that I was supposed to be upgrading my powers. There was all this other stuff to collect that you can sort of see. So there's there's 
markers and icons on on like computers and maps and notes that are on walls and all of this stuff you're collecting as you go um but the actual power upgrade stuff is is hidden away so that it's not visible to the naked eye it's only visible when you've got your um time vision thing on and it just wasn't obvious that that's what those things were at half the time i thought oh they must be enemies or something like that or that's where i'm supposed to be going and it and then and because of that i found myself quite underpowered um you need to really i don't know how many of these uh upgrade points there are but it's in the sort of 60 70 amount so because there's only five acts realizing only at the point of being nearly on act four that you're supposed to be collecting these i probably missed three quarters of them uh which meant that i was seriously underpowered in the later sections yeah i ran into the exact same issue so as you said the chronon sources weren't really highlighted that well at the start and i hit i think act four and i had only upgraded about two things yeah yeah i was exactly the same so that that's a bit of a flaw in the um the way they explain the that stuff at the beginning um let's move on to some positives the presentation is stunning the 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 cutscenes, the transitions between when you walk into a room a and you you're leaving the room the camera sweeps around and you get really nice close-ups of your character the the rendering is amazing they look they look pretty realistic don't they the, all the character models are really really impressive and i just found that the whole fluidity of the game where it moved from you controlling the character to a, a cutscene was so well done that it didn't feel like it was, you know, breaking um, breaking the flow of the game at all. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, and it's the way all games like that should be presented. Really, really, really impressive. I I really, I mean, it has a bit of a feel of the Tomb Raider um, reboots to it. It's it's a quite similar presentational style with the third person and the, and that sort of fluid transition. Um, but I think it just looks way better than Tomb Raider and Tomb Raider is a pretty game in itself so yeah I was really pleased with that I did have a few graphical glitches here and there Um, but because it's a sort of time shifting game and the way that Remedy they sort of mess up they're almost purposeful visual glitches but with the context of the game it fits quite well yeah they are purposeful so I (laughs) guess that they could sort of get away with it but I did have um, various texture texture drops and a couple of times characters disappeared when I was playing which was weird. I have noticed a couple of texture drops as well but it's usually just at the start of the level so just after it's loaded in if you're respawning from a death though, it seems pretty sharp and pretty quick I haven't noticed it after that. Okay so let's talk about dying because I've done quite a lot of it in this game. Um, there's three difficulty levels, uh, easy, normal and hard I'm playing it through on normal Um what are you playing it through on, Jack? I started on hard right off the bat. I figured I'd just go for broke. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Good for you. I like your confidence. Um, and, yeah, there are... The game's sort of divided into st- sort of story sections and then big old battles. And the, and the battles are... You know, you could be dealing with 20, 30 guys at times, and they, and some of them are pretty well-powered. As you, Obviously, you've got your time powers you can dodge behind people and do something cool and, you, and the first time you're using all that stuff it does feel really really good the, the bad guys don't take too much killing uh, but the further you progress through the game they have more armor um, and helmets and stuff and they take a lot more killing and then even further through the game you get guys that have stuff that can negate your powers um, which is really cool so I found myself you, you do have to think about the battles and as I say you do have to mix up the abilities because if you just if you forget that you've got the abilities and you just play it as a, a generic third person shooter you will die a lot um, which is of course how I started playing the game but I, once I got the, to grips with using the powers it becomes much more manageable and really satisfying like really rewarding some of the battles are really, really enjoyable um, there's also some neat um, sort of the final kill is like a load of slowdown you see the bullet go through the head or wherever you've shot the guy um, and that's really really satisfying as well but I found that because I'm dying a lot I'm noticing how flaky some of the checkpointing is quite often especially weirdly especially for some of the harder battles they'll throw you back to a checkpoint that's actually before a cutscene I think there was a little bit of dynamicness in how the checkpoints were assigned so there was one uh, level, I there's a body of water to the left and you're fighting your way up a hill. And I'd got to 
kind of quite a far section in it on one day. It kept spitting me back to the start whenever I died. Then the next day it seemed to checkpoint me halfway through the section. I don't think there was any patches brought out, were there? No, I don't think so. That is odd. Um, but I have, I mean, fortunately the cutscenes are kept, uh, skippable with the B button, so you don't, you're not forced to watch them again. But when you do skip them, it then loads um, for a good few seconds. So some of that can be quite frustrating. Yeah, it was quite annoying. But the load times for respawning after a death were quite quick in comparison to the load times of the levels themselves. Yeah, oh yeah, they're they're fairly substantial. Um, but the combat generally, I've loved. I've I've and, and unusually for me, I've loved the story. So I've just finished it, um, and I really I really struggled with the final battle. There is, as you'd probably expect, a big big ass final battle, um, and it probably took me I reckon fifteen goes um, to get through, but. Very satisfying, really cool story. I loved all of it. it being a time um, machine game, there is a bit of it where you're just like, I'm not 100% sure what's going on at this point. It can be a little bit confusing. There are some characters that are sort of thrown in and thrown out again relatively quickly as well. Um, I should talk about briefly the TV stuff, which is sort of, there's like a 10 minute, actually I'm not even sure how long they are. Do you know how long they are? For about 20 to 25 minutes long each, I think. But that obviously changes a little bit because you've got your junction points before, which allows you to make the A or B decision. And depending on what you choose there, that affects the game and it affects the content of the TV show as well. Yeah, which is cool. So cool. that's a cool concept in itself. And I've managed to avoid most of the the stories about this game because I really wanted to play it and play it from a sort of completely new without knowing anything about it without having any spoilers so the only thing I'd really seen apart from review scores was the stuff at E3 two years ago which most people remember there was that massive boat crashing through a bridge and then there was the scene where everything was frozen in the lab there was a girl they're like the very first scene and both those scenes actually are in the game itself so it's quite like cool when I got to those points like, oh yeah this was the bit that I saw two years ago it's quite amazing really um, but I remember when it was announced that there was all this talk of like the episodic content and the TV series that was going to be intertwined. So I was I was curious as to how all that was going to work. But when it actually came down to playing the game, and I got to the end of Act 1, made my decision at the end of The Fork, and then this TV show started up, I was just like, oh, I'm really enjoying playing this game. I don't really want to sit here. Like If it had just been a couple of minutes, fair enough. But Jack says 25 minutes. And the problem I also have is that content isn't part of the game so it was actually streaming um, and I guess there were so many people playing Quantum Break at that point that mine kept buffering and it was obviously really frustrating to try and watch a TV show that's constantly buffering so I bailed out after about 10 minutes of that um, and then I haven't watched any of the others since but apparently your decisions in the that you make at those junction points affect the content of those which is a really cool idea um, and it uh, I might actually go back and watch them at some point, but it is a nice idea. But I'm not really that sure at how it's been implemented, to be honest. Because the way they announced it at E3 back in the day, it was kind of every single small decision is going to affect this. And yeah, you got to the end, it was A or B decision. It felt like a bit of a cop out, really. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about the achievements. There's quite a few um, unmissable storyline achievements that you'll get as you progress through the game. There's eight secrets which are for the four junction points. So each each decision you make, um, you unlock one of those eight um, and you only get four decisions, which means uh, for those who enjoy playing games through twice, you're going to have to to get the completion on this. Um, there are quite a few for generally using your powers. So um, I think there's one for stopping time for a total of five minutes. There's one for stopping a certain number of bullets with, with a shield. So I finished the story just now. I've got two of those left to get, um, but there's good guys on the site as to points that you can go back to. So once you finish the story, you can actually go back to any chapter and play it from from there, from the menu, which is cool. So you don't need to go and start the whole game again. Um, there's also three stackable difficulty achievements. Um, so I still need to get the hard the hard one now. And there's quite a few for the collectibles, and there were lots of collectibles as well. The sad thing about the collectibles is 
they I say sad. Some people complain that stuff's put in that doesn't have any meaning on the story a lot of the times. So I just go and collect a hundred empty cans or something. This has a ton of content into the collectibles. Um, but because I was enjoying the game so much, I wasn't going to sit there and read through. And there's probably 400 emails or something. And some of them are like email threads. It's like, oh. emails at work yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to be doing that. I did like the collectibles and I did think they added a lot to the story. But I think, in a sense, some of them should have been almost tied to the story. Like you had to collect them. Because if you missed out on them, there's some important information in a lot of them. Which is a shame. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I've definitely decided to go and play it again because um, those fork dis- uh, achievements are relatively easy to to go and get straight away. So the achievements are relatively doable. The completion percentage is almost at 10% now, and the game's been out for probably 8-9 days. Um, yeah, I think if you play through the game, you'll probably have maybe 5 achievements left to get by the end of it. Well, no, because you've got 4 definite for the forks. I've got um, all the collectible ones still to get. I've got 30 out of 42, so I've, I've got 12 left to get. Um, but generally, I love the game. If you are if you like any of the Tomb Raider games, if you like anything that's sort of Bioshocky, if you like anything that's got good shooting mechanics, then all this game has all of those sort of elements. It's got really, really strong story, and I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I've really enjoyed playing it, and I'm um, actually looking forward to playing it again, which is incredibly unusual for me so that tells its own story ah so one thing i did want to mention i've actually been playing the windows 10 version as well ah of course yeah there was a pre-order bonus wasn't there yeah it was one of the pre-order bonuses so you got alan wake alan wake's american nightmare both as backwards compatible titles and you got a copy of quantum break on the xbox one and windows Mm -hmm. 10 some people got upset about obviously with the latter causing a little bit of contention with an exclusive being on the pc as well one of the things that actually impressed me the most was the data syncing between the versions. So I obviously played it on the Xbox One already, jumped over to the PC. When I started up, it took me straight into the game, straight to the chapter I was on, loaded me to the exact same spot, no menus or anything. It was uh, unexpected. So it's exactly the same as if I... Because I, I, I finished off... Um the game in the office today, so it was on a different Xbox, and this is, I guess this is exactly the same cloud syncing, because the Xbox now has moved on to a Windows 10 based platform, so I guess, yeah, all of that stuff's built in nicely. From a graphics perspective, it does look a lot better than it looks on the Xbox One, if you've got the hardware to run it. Um, I did have some issues with the anti-aliasing initially, but I turned that off and I managed to run it on the Ultra settings, uh, steady 45 frames a second, which is very reasonable. That's 45 frames at 2560 by 1440. It's worth mentioning your setup is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's a couple of years old now, but it is quite good hardware. It gets the job done. Fantastic. Okay, and this is the first of many games that seem to be coming out this year with the shared Windows 10, Xbox One um, stuff. So initial impressions are very good. Cool, moving on. So Minecraft added some new achievements this week with title updates for um, both the 360 and the Xbox One version. I believe you've already earned them all. Yeah, luckily. I won't say his name because he was getting um, a bit a bit swamped <laughs> the day that he completed it for people trying to get it, but he he basically got this world that he'd done and he got so many resources that when the update came he had pretty much everything needed to do all the achievements in it straight away. So wow. he very kindly, through the power of TA Twitter account, I kind of <laughs> convinced him to uh, <laughs> to let us jump in his world. So yeah, we jumped in his world. We uh, we were only going to do the Xbox One version, to be honest. And it was pretty quick, probably took about an hour to go through and do it, if that. And then, uh, yeah, he said, I've got 360 world if you want to jump in this as well. So yeah, Boom. luckily we knocked him out. And when we did the 360 one, we got, I think, was it 70,000 TA? <laughs> Six, 64,000 TA. It's like, I'm not going to hit any more milestones now for about four years because <laughs> <laughs> I had like 2.0 ratio, everything was going wow. up, and then yeah, the next day it was kind of reality check back to normal. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was nice while it lasted. So how many achievements are there, and um, what are they for? Just I think there was six, I think. Okay, and what's the total game score? 
Um, it's weird. It's 180 on both versions. 180. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty. If you if you don't have a world, I can sit, I can imagine them taking quite a while. Because one of them was for doing something with a beacon, so you have to that that requires quite a lot of materials, resources to actually get to the stage you can do it. So, it, but there's there's quite a few people seem to be doing sessions on TA at the moment. So, okay, be nice. So and if you've got in Minecraft it. and you want those achievements, get on TA, check out the sessions, and yes. uh, get yourself some achievements, or free shizzle. ones too. Yeah. Um, talking of Minecraft, you've also been playing Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, they released the last episode this time. Um, although they have revealed more, although they don't news. Um, so yeah, it was it it was weird because see episode it's like a five part thing like uh, they normally are, but episode four kind of finished off the story that you've been doing. So five was like a whole new thing. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of leading into the, the, when they said it. They said that episode four would be the end, and five would be something else. And then when they announced episode five, they announced two new episodes that are coming. No, it's three new episodes, I think. Oh, okay. So, so it's two four parts effectively. So yeah, so it's kind of leading into them. Um, it was just just basic Telltale stuff, two hour completion done, dusted. But worth playing if you like that kind of style of game. Um, same with yeah. The, so, the is there a decent de- story to it? Because I mean, the, obviously, the key with the Walking Dead and um, the Borderlands one and all the others is that there's, you know, there's a good world behind it. But obviously, Minecraft's a bit. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was quite interesting. I wouldn't say it was particularly engrossing or anything, but no, it was quite well done and it was quite humorous as well. Some of the humor and it was decent. Um, I don't even really know. What it's called? It was, it was kind of set up around these. I think it was four or five legendary Minecraft people who were called the Order of the Stone, and then you're like this young dude who kind of him and his mates kind of take their place over time. Okay. It, it, it was all right. Not, not a highly recommended game, but worth playing if you like that sort of. Stuff. If you if you like that sort of stuff, definitely mm-hmm. worth playing. Yeah, and um, you also played. On. Walking, Walking Dead, Dead Michonne. Michonne. I was wondering how you pronounce that. Um, it's it's really interesting. She's like a main character in the TV, definitely the TV show. I presume in the comics as well. Um, and it's 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 been pretty interesting to see like another side of her before she met up with the group that you've been watching in the TV shows. Um, it's well done. It seems more action orientated than the previous ones. Okay. There's a lot of kind of even more kind of you know the. Uh, yeah, the button quick press. Time yeah, quick times. I didn't massively uh, enjoy them. I have to say. It, do you know the problem is it the when the game's running okay, they work really well, but the engine on that game on on them games is mm. horrible. It freezes and lags yeah. and like that. This one, I thought the game had died. It just on the um, there's like intro music at the beginning. The whole game froze for like thirty seconds just wow. on the intro music. So it's not getting any better. That's incredible, isn't it? I mean, the amount of money they've made, I can't believe they cost that much to produce. And considering they make them work on iPhones and Androids and yeah. things, why can't they get it working on an Xbox, Xbox One? One? Crazy. But um, it's a good episode. The only problem is both of the episodes so far seem to be really short. They're only like one hour, 15 minutes, right. both of them. Okay. So they're quite short, but it's interesting so far. Cool. Um, and then the last kind of new game I played was Shred It. Which is an idea Xbox game. Um, it's kind of like like an endless runaway. You're kind of behind the character. It's, he's on like a snowboard going down a hill. Right. Um, okay. Just have to avoid obstacles, duck under things, jump over things. Um, most of it, you probably get all but two of the achievements in about an hour and a half or something like that, really quickly. And then the last one is so annoying because basically. These five stages that you kind of progress through as you're going down this snowboard thing, and it's it's so annoying because as you're going down, there's um, like a, a present, and inside the present, present you'll get a sticker, and you have to fill this sticker board, which is basically three rows of five stickers. So if you collect a sticker on level one, that'll be like on correspond with one of the levels on this sticker book type thing but if you manage to 
like you have a heart that's one of your lives. If you lose that heart, then that's that present turns into a a heart instead. So you've got to keep playing and hoping you don't die to get oh don't don't get injured to pick up the next present. And it you it, you're not guaranteed on like level five if you've got the other two. You're not guaranteed to get the one you're missing. You might keep getting the same one over and over and over again. So it's just annoying. You have to keep replaying and hoping that you don't Is it enjoyable use your to heart play? before. It was up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the the last achievement in it is one of them stupid ones, which is earn all the other achievements. Oh, okay. So, that's, so yeah, you, I, I, it's probably about 200 that you need at the end, but it's quick up to that point. And if you get lucky, you could probably do it even quicker. But I just kept getting the same sticker over and over and over again. Oh. And how much was that? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know, it wasn't expensive, probably six quid, something like that, I suppose. Uh, eight quid, so yeah. But it was alright, it, it was quite fun. If once While you're playing it, it's fine, it's just when you need to start grinding out this bit at the end over and over again that it gets really annoying. <laughs> okay. Um, so I picked up Dirt Rally this week, we also went down to the Dirt Rally launch event on Tuesday. Um, see the guys down there. They they built an amazing setup down on the South Bank in London, and they had probably twelve, I would guess, rally cars down there from different eras. You could just wander around and have a look at. It was pretty impressive. They took up quite a large area with all the all the cars, and they had a big old tent there with the game, um, lots of copies of the game to play, and also a pneumatic uh, chair setup with. Uh, just amazing screen and it, it just looked awesome and unfortunately we didn't get a chance to play on that um, but it looked really cool so um, thanks to the guys at Co-Masters for inviting us down there for that um, and I picked up the game this week as well so we have now got a, a Logitech doing wheel and pedal set in the office pretty much bought directly after we played Dirt Rally at Codemasters a couple of months ago and they had exactly the same setup and we were just like, we need this, we need this, we need this. <laughs> so um finally got the game this week and I'd forgotten how difficult it is. <laughs> it's so hard. So uh, I've probably put a couple of hours in in the office the other day but it is seriously difficult. We recorded some footage of, of me um, <laughs> picture <Crashy>. in picture. <laughs> yeah, there's, I'm popping a couple of achievements so they're, they're going to go up on the YouTube channel. There's a couple already up there. Um, but that game is seriously difficult. You need to pay very close attention to what your co-driver is telling you, and it's it's the first driving game that I've ever played where you just don't really want to go fast. <laughs> That's just the worst thing you can do is to go fast, which seems completely counterintuitive. But as soon as you get up any speed, you can be in proper trouble, especially on the tracks where it's icy. I mean, you just find yourself tumbling down the side of a cliff before you know it so uh, looking forward to putting some proper time into that over the coming weeks uh, but it is so much more fun playing with the pedals and the steering wheel so if you do have an opportunity to play it on that I, I recommend you give it a go are we done with oh Dave you also played some sleeping dogs oh yeah yeah just today I just I keep going back and doing a little bit and then something oh new shiny and I go and leave it and I then forget all the buttons when I come back again uh, and I have to learn it again. So isn't I'm going to try and finish GTA this week. Sort of buttons. Yeah, but there's some. There's um, do you know like you've got like the counter buttons and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow, it's such a long time since I played it. Yeah, things for like just simple things like how to sort of like holster your gun so you're not running around the street with a machine gun <laughs> in your hand. I think just I, I I forget about and have to go and look again how you do it. But yeah, I'm hopefully going to finish it this week because I'm getting there towards the end. And I finished the 360 version, so I'm going to know what I need to do. Okay, cool. I think that's it with what we've been playing. So um, I thought, well, actually it isn't it with what we've been playing because it has been the ultimate head-to-head contest over the last month. We are now approaching the end of period four. Um, And it's safe to say that it's been pretty, pretty awesome success, really. Um, we had something though, like just over 1,700 people enter it. Uh, the nature of the contest means that we're down to, I think it's 104 this week, because the field gets cut in half every week. Um, and I just wanted to share a bit of my experiences of it. Um, 
it's it's something really different because it's it's made me talk to people that I've never talked to before. Meet people on the site that I've never spoken to. My competitor, first thing I did was send them a friend request and then we were just chatting on the friend feed as each of us were popping achievements in the list. Um, so that's cool. The the interesting thing is, and my first um, competitor, my first opponent, or a uh, her opponent as we've called them, um, <laughs> was Nux AU. Um, it was a guy in Australia. Uh, I won the first round 8-4, but it was... The interesting thing about the contest is the nature of the algorithm means that the person you're matched up with not only has the same taste in games as you, but also gets bored with them at the same point you do. <laughs> so you're, you're almost paired up with a twin. It's like really weird, a gaming twin. But some of the some of the games that we got plucked out were interesting, like Rage on the 360. Almost all of my games are on the 360, but um, Rage, which I think I'd started, but I, I couldn't find my save file. Quite a lot of the games that I got, I couldn't find my save file for. Um, but just playing through the first couple of hours of that the achievement we got was a relatively early story mission one but um i had to start the game from scratch but i really enjoyed it it's like why why did i never play this some more <laughs> it's really odd um there was some sort of relatively simple ones like um lego batman and kung fu panda that i had to just rattle through some quick ones but burnout paradise i had to play and i'd forgotten how much fun that game is um and for some bizarre reason i seem to get music rhythm games every every time. I had three in the first week and two in the second week. So there was a lot of finding all the old plastic instruments and <laughs> trying to set up a gaming session. I, thanks to the guy, everyone that helped me with that, um, those, those achievements, because some of them were to form bands and do particular things with four different people on different instruments. And, oh, it was, it was a pain. But um, it was just so interesting to go back and play those games, which I just... You know, some of them, like Hexix, I was playing. <laughs> that was like the first game I played on the 360, mm-hmm. sort of, oh man, what, nine years ago? Ten, oh, ten years ago now. Ten isn't years it? ago, yeah. Yeah, um, ridiculous. Popping an achievement in a game that I hadn't played for ten years. Um, So that was my week one. I, unfortunately, I lost in week two, uh, 10-6, against Wastu. Hello, Wastu. Um, and there, again, it was in a really varied list. I had to play Portal. Um, Geometry Wars 2, a really good achievement in Geometry Wars 2. FIFA 09, <laughs> seven-year-old <laughs> FIFA. But the achievements were all relatively gettable, um, you know, within a, within sort of an hour or so, which I think is almost ideal, isn't it? Obviously, some of the ones on the list were crazy. Um, one was doing the 100% in GTA 4. <laughs> uh, which the most annoying thing about that is I'm at 99.9% and I have been for, well, forever. I just, there was a random encounter that never, never appeared. So oh, no. <laughs> that's really annoying. Um, but also Midnight Club LA. Like, I was like, I started playing that again. I didn't have my save file. I played it from the beginning. I was like, why have I never played this game properly? It's so right up my alley. So unfortunately, there's not enough hours in the day, but I... I reckon there was five or six games that I played that I would really like to go back and replay properly. Um, so it's been an amazing event. Thank you to Freemhol for suggesting it. Um, good luck to everyone that's still in it. Um, Dave, you went out week one, didn't you? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Jack, you survived week one? Uh, no, I went out week one. So I had a you went out in good week. effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good effort. I think I got... Quite a few of the achievements. I can't remember how many, but I ended up accidentally popping one offline. Uh, that's um, which, yeah, which was quite annoying because it's quite an easy one as well. So that put me one down already. And after that point, I kind of lost a bit of interest. <laughs> yeah, nice one, mate. Well, that we just spent three weeks coding it, and then you just gave up after one offline achievement. Yeah. Well, no, he had eighteen out of uh, twenty by the end of it, wow. and I think I had about twelve or something. So. As you said, um, similar for me, it made me jump back into games I hadn't touched for years, and I actually jumped back into Sleeping Dogs, which I'd only got one achievement mm. in, and it was learning the entire control system again, and it was good fun, though, really good fun, and it's gone down well. It's gone down amazingly. I don't think we've yeah. ever done anything that's had this much positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been the odd the odd person complaining about the, the choice of achievements, but you can't 
To be honest, for the choice of achievements, you can't really complain. No. You're matched against the person, so they're, they've got all the advantages and disadvantages that you have. Yeah. Um, the end of the day. To be honest, rather uh, the original suggestion was that it was all completely random. So the person you were matched with was random, and the achievement list was random. Mm-hmm. But we've the way we've coded it, it means that it's hopefully a whole lot more fair than it would have been like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, the closer we get to the end, the harder it is to match people really well. So it will get harder to be, to be fair as the weeks progress. Mm-hmm. But. Good luck to everyone that's still in it. Um, hope you're enjoying it. We've added some. We added the, f- the featured match of the day. Um, Saw that today. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? So we basically choose a match that hasn't finished yet. Um, that is that is tight, and and both people are doing well. So um, keep an eye on the match of the day because it's it's quite interesting. Lots of people have been asking for us to do well. A run the event again, or B run it as a league. We will be looking into all of those options at some point um, in the near future. I realise it's annoying to <laughs> totally love an event and then only be in it for a few days, um, which has happened to pretty much a thousand people. So we, we are taking that feedback on board and um, we will be looking at doing something else in that style, uh, if not totally the same, um, probably towards the end of this year. Okay, site news... Jack, you did some devs. Yeah, so uh, it's quite a random dev, really, but for well, for about a year and a half, two years, I've been running a custom Grease Monkey script, which added keyboard shortcuts for the post tools. Mm. Because while the post tools on site are good, it's um, a bit hassle to or bothersome to use a mouse to go and click buttons. I'd rather do everything yeah. via keyboard. So I decided it was about time to add those to the site properly so that everyone can get the benefit for them, or from them. Um, so we've got some simple buttons. Well, we've got the buttons on there already. We've got bold, underline, italic, strike through, etc. We've now got shortcuts for most of those as well. So if you hold the Alt key and push B, it'll automatically inject the bold tags for you in the message area, which is cool. And we changed how they work as well slightly so the injection method before it just used to inject it and um, leave your mouse cursor at the end every single time but now if you just click the button or use the shortcut and you haven't got anything selected it'll put your cursor in between the tags instead Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit quicker a little bit easier so you can start typing and if you have got something selected then it'll dump your cursor at the end instead it's worth mentioning we couldn't use control because obviously those mm-hmm. shortcuts are already built into most browsers to do things, um, so yeah. we had to use all instead. And there are a couple of issues with some regional keyboard layouts. For example, in Germany, if you use the Alt and Q shortcut, you'll end up with an at sign and a quote, but I'll be looking into tweaking <laughs> the stuff yeah. in a couple of days for that, so we, to make it a bit better. I couldn't have known that. No. Um, I've been working on a little... Uh, so, uh, as well as the positive feedback about the UHH um, people have asked for a way to use the algorithm that's in there to generate to-do list items so um, I've been working on a page to do that today and hopefully that will go up this week so you'll be able to choose from games that you've started or games in your collection and you can choose a a set of easy hard easy, easy medium or hard achievements um, to randomly choose to add to your to-do list so hopefully that should go up this week so towards the end of last year we had a poll to um, redesign the genre system at the moment we have a two tier genre and sub genre system and the, um, the community voted to turn that into a more flat system that you could apply multiple genres to a particular game so we have been planning that for a while now um, we are just at a stage of nailing down the list of genres um, and then hopefully within the next couple of weeks we will start opening up voting, um, a voting system for people to vote on the genres that they feel their game should be. So uh, look out for that on the site. Um, people have been asking what happened with that vote. So that is what's happened with it. It is happening. It's happening in the next few weeks. That's it for site news. Let's um, talk about some of the other big news that's hit the site over the last couple of weeks. Dave. Okay, so uh, if you're a Gears fan... Uh, to Which the, we all are. 
two big updates. I think they came this week. Um, the beta begins on April the 18th. So, I think that was if you played... Was it... I can't remember. Is it a closed beta? I imagine the first oh, one no. will be. Oh, open. Yeah, I think... Right, so... April eighteenth it starts. Um, that was for people who who played the um, ultimate edition. I did. And then, <clears throat> yeah. So if you played that, you're in that. And then the open beta starts on April twenty fifth through to May the first. And then we also got the announcement that the actual Gears Four will be releasing in October the eleventh. Three. So not actually that long to wait now. No, less than six months. So, are you are you going to be picking that one up? You think uh, that time of year is when the carnage happens? Generally, isn't it? There's loads and loads you of stuff that anyway. comes out. I'll, I'll pick it up anyway, but obviously, <laughs> but I, I don't know whether I'll get much time to play it. I don't know what else is coming out. I don't. Know, the announcements will be around sort of this sort of time, isn't it, for the big Q4 releases so yeah. we'll find out at the moment it was sort of penciled in <laughs> but we'll see okay so uh we've been away a while so obviously we the april's games with gold got announced uh this month on the one you've got the wolf among us which is another episodic telltale game that's well well worth playing that was a good story i got that already um, and sunset overdrive is free yeah good game that Enjoyed that, and then on the 360, but obviously also on the one through backwards compatibility, uh, Dead Space, which Rich was too much of a wuss to finish. I think, yep. yeah, I think I've, I've <laughs> got to about chapter four before I bailed out. I, I, do you know what? I played it and didn't even finish the first chapter and called it quit without any achievement, so never actually got it on my card. What because you were so scared? And, no, I just, I just didn't get into it. And then I think I feel, oh, it was yeah, at the time when I played Call of Duty a lot. And mates were just like, come on, play Call of Duty. <laughs> I about five times by accident because I finished it the first time and you unlock another difficulty at the end. And you're supposed to start that difficulty straight away and make a save game. And I didn't. I kind of put the game down, came back to it, and the difficulty was locked again. Oh, no. <laughs> so I ended up having to do another playthrough. Just to unlock oh, the no. hard difficulty again. Yeah, to unlock it again. Bit annoying. But. <laughs> uh, the last 360 game is Saints Row 4, which I think that's a bit of a weird one with that one being backwards compatible when there's actually a an Xbox a One version of the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a bit of a weird one. But again, that's uh, I I enjoyed that. It's a good game worth picking up. Um, I thought it was some the of them will be live already. Ah, you haven't played Get Out of Hell then, have you? No. Is that even worse than that? There you go. <laughs> um, it was very much like a reskin version of it, set in hell, and like with missing most of the open world kind of features. It was a bit. It was okay. It was like a. It was more of an expansion rather than a full game. But... Hmm. I think this is the first month for a long time where I've actually already owned all four of the games. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Um, but if you are coming to the Xbox One fresh. Um, that's a decent collection. <laughs> you can't argue with yeah, any definitely. of them, really, can you? There's good variety. And... I was quite surprised seeing Sunset Overdrive in there, because that's obviously quite a big AAA title. I thought it'd be mm-hmm. kind of six months down the line from now, at least, before that popped up. So when did it come out originally? I suppose it was November, so it's 18 months old now, I would I would guess. Yeah, hmm. yeah and there was um, some good title updates for that as well, I seem to remember. Yeah. And yeah, it's got quite a high ratio. But was that one of the ones that they did a trial on, where you could play for a weekend at one point? I think. Well, I don't know. So, Maybe could you get a, could you get yeah. achievements in that? Yeah. So I think the ratio starts to drop now. It's free for everybody for as long as you want. Um, next up, some I don't know. There's pretty interesting news that cross network play is coming to the Xbox One, and Rocket League is currently scheduled to be the first one to do it. So, if you had the, if you had Rocket League on the PlayStation Four, you could play against PC players. But obviously, with Xbox Lives like a closed network, they didn't allow that. So that was kind of like a bit of a knock I put on it in the review. But yeah, they've announced that it's going to be you're going to be able to play against PC players and other platforms, which we're presuming is PSN. Well, I think they've they haven't 
kind of said for definite it's coming, but Microsoft have opened up the floodgates for that to happen. So they've said we'll allow the cross-play if Sony allow it as well, so it's a bit of a back and forth of a minute. As soon as they come back and say yes yeah, as well, politics. then it will happen, but... So when so let's just nail down what they mean by crossplay here. I assume it's purely just the gameplay. So there'll be no chat, obviously, because it's entirely different networks. There'll be no way of adding friends. I mean, the, the weird thing for me is like, what happens if you've got? Will you know that they're on PC or PS4? Will you be able to tell that? I didn't play the PS PC or PS4 version, so I'm not sure what the difference was. Maybe you might have mm. to be... be interesting, because what if your gamer tag was what someone else had on their <laughs> yeah. PSN? Yeah. You could be playing against yourself yeah. on a different, <laughs> different network. It's, be really uh, with Rocket League, it's definitely a game that does favour the play, because nobody has too much of an advantage of a cross-play, especially on the PC. With, but with kind of a first-person shooter, if you've got a keyboard and a mouse, you're pretty much always going to win against somebody on a controller. So that doesn't really work, but just cars kind of knocking about footballs, it's its not too much to it. Yeah, I imagine well, there's been no mention of anyone doing a F- FPS yet, has there? I imagine like racing games, football games, sports games, like Rocket League, uh, they'll be fine. But yeah, I agree, anything that, like an RTS <laughs> or a first person shooter. So, uh, at, was it the Video Game Awards last year? I think uh, Telltale announced they were going to do a Batman series because they do everything nowadays. Um, so, it's been pretty quiet since then, though. And not really much else has come out, but uh, they did give some more details last week at, I think, one of the gaming expos. So, uh, really, the main thing to take it's set in like a uh, modern day Gotham. Um, the story is going to focus on both Bruce Wayne and Batman, and decisions. What they say, decisions made by one will have a big, big impact on the next time spent with the other one. Um, I'm expecting it to be a decent game, be very much the same as what we've done in what eight more versions that we played on <laughs> Walking Dead and whatever. But I, I, I like. You got to say that these are probably some of the most interesting characters that yeah. they'll have had in the game so far. So I'm I'm quite excited to look at this. I think they did a really good job with the Wolf Among Us. Like I'd never heard of any of the characters or you know the, the kind of comics and things for that but it worked well. So hopefully they can do a good job with that one. Um, more Telltale news. We've touched on it before. They announced another three episodes are coming to Minecraft Story Mode. So that'll be interesting because people bought the disc version of that. There was a disc version so I wonder if how they'll work with that, whether it's DLC, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think with people with a season pass as well, isn't it? With that. Um, but apparently, the episodes six to eight aren't included as part of the existing season pass. So you'll need, you will need to buy them on top. It's a bit cheeky the way they've done that, then, isn't it? Because that everyone's now got a quarter of a story, even though they thought we were getting a whole in, whole experience. They've now got. One and a quarter storage. Yeah, and as well, I think that these episodes are dearer than you know. Normally, they're around about three ninety nine, aren't they? Whereas each episode has been dearer this time. So there we go. And uh, the last really big thing was Final Fantasy fifteen has had its release date revealed, which is going to be September the thirtieth. I've played seven. Oh, is it? What's the classic one that everyone yeah, talks seven about? Seven R eight is that right? Yeah, that was amazing. I absolutely loved it, but I haven't played a game since. Okay, and then we had, as we mentioned earlier, that there's been a few more backwards compatible um, games added over the com- over the previous few weeks. Um, we've had Left for Dead Two, Halo Wars, and Dead Space, obviously. Um, as all the games with gold games are now backwards compatible. Awesome, and that's the news. Um, I haven't looked at releases. Let's have a quick look at releases. Dark Souls 3 next week for people who like dying a lot. <laughs> um, have you played any of those games? Have any of us played any Dark Souls games? I haven't. A little bit. I've, I've yeah. not such Yeah, I played through the first one, and I was terrible at it, and I hated every moment of it. 
Um, so I, I won't be picking this <laughs> so one up. You're doing the review for yeah. TA next week. <laughs> I know we've got a review underway, so if people who do like yes. it, yeah. out for that. We've got the yeah. new DLC for uh, so Fallout coming out on the 12th. So that's Wasteland Workshop. Oh, yeah. And we've got a review for that thing mm-hmm. as well. Nice. Uh, Soda, Soda Drinker Pro finally got a release date. Yeah, Rich is looking forward right. to that one. Yes. <laughs> Graphically so, uh, stunning, yeah, that, isn't it? That... I like the way they've gone with the <laughs> Quantum Break style presentation. <laughs> I think there's a review of uh, that in the works as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. Um, what else have we got? Gear Gauntlet, not something I know a great deal about. Uh, Tuesday the 19th, Lynch Dumb Battle Mage, again, no idea. Um, a 360 game coming out on the 20th. Really? Masquerade. Masquerade the Barbels of Doom, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know about. Um, rugby Challenge on Friday next week. They're generally terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've ever played a good rugby game. Yeah, but I've, I've never ever played a good rugby game. Awesome. So that's the end of the releases, and that's the end of the show. Great to talk to you all again, and hopefully, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Bye. Bye. Catch you later.